Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo, and it is a joy to be able to share the Word of God with you today. And I'm so excited about the message that I have to share with you. It is the final message in this amazing series called Filled. Haven't you just loved it? Together, we've discovered that we are God's masterpiece, that you are God's masterpiece. When He created you, when He formed you, He formed you with passion, He formed you with with love and he formed you for a purpose and one of the greatest things that we as followers of Jesus get to do is to be filled with God's presence we were formed by God and he fills us with his presence fills us with the Holy Spirit and as believers in Jesus we carry this presence of the God living inside of us and we bring about life and joy and miracles and and healing to the people in our world and this is the exciting part about being a follower of Jesus and my message today is about being continuously filled we're going to discover that God has not just created us to be filled once but it's something that we continuously live in it's a daily thing it's a it, we continuously are filled with God's presence and God's power as followers of Jesus so i want to share a bit of my own story then we're going to look at a a great story in the book of acts and so let's dive into it so I grew up in a Christian home. I, I'm so grateful for my parents. They brought me up in church. I went to kids' church. I sang the kids' songs. I did the, all the all the church kid things and grew up and, and went to youth group and all of these things. And right throughout that time, I was taught about God's love for me. I was taught for God about God's purpose for my life. But for me, it had never really hit home until the age of 17. A friend of mine invited me to his church, and it was a little bit different to what I was used to. It was a more younger contemporary church, and uh, at the end of the message, the, the preacher got us all to stand, and I was standing towards the back. There's probably six, 700 people. There was a big, a big auditorium, and I remember as he was praying, he, he looked at me, and he stopped, and he said, young man, God loves you and He has a great plan and a purpose for your life. And it was a powerful moment for me. I, I was overwhelmed with God's love for me. And, and for the first time in my life, all of the things that I had been taught were, came alive to me. I, I understood, I experienced God's love for me. I, I had an excitement and a revelation that I was formed by God for purpose, just like you are formed by God for a purpose. And for me, it was an amazing experience. I remember just weeping and being overwhelmed at God's incredible love for me. And afterwards, I went out with, for pizza with my friend. And I remember just still crying and weeping and being overwhelmed at God's amazing love for me. But also there was this sense of purpose that had risen up in my heart. I felt like I was formed for a purpose. God had created me for purpose. And I remember going home that night and telling my parents, Mom and Dad, I'm going to change the world for Jesus. And it was an amazing time. Jump forward two years later at the age of 19, I went on a mission trip with um, a group of these amazing followers of Jesus. And they were talking about uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit. They were talking about being filled with God's power and having boldness and confidence to speak about Jesus and praying for the sick and encouraging people uh, through prophetic word. And for me, it was all new. Even though I'd grown up in church, I'd never really heard about this stuff and it was new and I was intrigued. 
And I asked this guy, like, can you teach me? Can you help me understand? And this good friend called Gabriel from Nigeria, he sat me down, he opened up the Bible and he started showing me right throughout the Bible about the Holy Spirit and how God had promised that we as His people would be full of His presence. We would be carriers of His power and His presence. And this, this faith and excitement stirred up in my heart. And one day he prayed for me and he prayed that I would f- be filled with the Holy Spirit and I was filled with the Holy Spirit that day and it changed everything. It was a, a game changer for me. It was a powerful moment in my journey with God. I felt empowered. I felt empowered in my following of Jesus. I remember opening up the Bible and all of a sudden the words of the Bible became more and more alive to me and I, I felt like faith was rising up in my heart and I, I felt more confidence to share about Jesus. and. Um, so I, I used to be nervous to speak in front of people, but all of a sudden I felt bold. I felt courageous. I felt empowered as I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I felt confident to pray for people. And, and ever since then, just like you, so many of you, have, I've, I've prayed that prayer. I've had that desire to, to be used by God as a vessel to be available to God, saying, God, I want my life to count for you. I want my life to be used by you to, to bring about blessing and life and healing to people. And, and like so many of you, I've been praying those prayers. And, and as I prayed those prayers, God led me faithfully into new opportunities and, and new challenges. And as I was led into new things, I felt overwhelmed. I felt like it was too much for me. I, I didn't have enough experience. I didn't have enough ability. But in those moments of feeling overwhelmed, I would be filled again, filled again with the power of God and would receive fresh power and fresh confidence and boldness and wisdom as, as God continuously called me. And that's what I want to look at in the book of Acts today. We, we see a similar pattern in the early church, the, this, these incredible believers that had encountered Jesus and their lives had been changed by Jesus. And so I want to look at this early account of the early church in the book of Acts. So we had Jesus, our amazing king. Don't you just love Jesus? He had died on the cross and he had on the cross, he demonstrates God's love for us. And three days later, God demonstrates his power as, he, as, he, as Christ has risen from the dead. And these, these early believers had witnessed both the death and the resurrection of Jesus. They, and then for 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus met with his disciples, these followers of, of his, and he spoke to them about the future. He encouraged them about, um, about e- e- expanding the kingdom of God, going into all the world and making disciples and teaching people and healing people. And so he gives, he gives them this mission, which is our mission as a church as well. But he gives them a promise as well. He says, but before you go, you need to wait. Wait in Jerusalem. Wait to receive the blessing, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to read in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. <clears throat> this is Jesus speaking. He says, But I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power. You will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on the earth. And so, yeah, yeah, these, newly dis- the, these new disciples of Jesus are given a promise that they will be filled. 
They're given an instruction to wait for this promise, but they were given a, a, a promise that they will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus ascends into the heavens, and now these disciples, these early believers are waiting in anticipation. What is going to happen? What is going to happen? Jesus told us to wait, and so they're waiting and waiting. And, and a few days later, on the day of Pentecost, as they're praying together, the Holy Spirit rushes in like this wind comes rushing in to the building where they all are waiting, 120 of these believers in the upper room. And it says in Acts 2 verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Holy Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. It was amazing. This was an incredible time that because it was Pentecost, there were Jews from all over the world that had come to Jerusalem. And so now this 120 uh, group of disciples filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered, were speaking in different languages, speaking about the wonders and the wonders and the glory of God in different languages. And this massive crowd of people is intrigued and they drawn together. and, And all of a sudden, Peter, now, like 40 days ago, he denied even knowing Jesus. Now he was restored and he had faith in his heart. And he gets up and he preaches to this massive crowd of over 3,000 people. Empowered, he boldly preaches about Jesus with, with confidence and courage and clarity. And, he, and, and says that the people were cut to their hearts. And they were like, what do we do to be saved? And that day... 3,000 people responded to the message of Jesus. They got baptized. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and joined this group of believers. And that's this early church. There's, now there's over 3,000 people. They're meeting in each other's homes. God, they're all full of the Holy Spirit. They, they, they're devoting themselves to Jesus' teachings. They're breaking bread and praying for each other and doing life together. It's amazing. And God is doing miracles amongst them. One of the miracles that we see recorded in the book of Acts is in Acts chapter 4. So Peter and John uh, with a whole bunch of other of these followers are going to pray at the temple uh, in in the afternoon and they're approaching the temple and there at the temple gate is this man who had been born crippled. He had been crippled for 40 years. He had never walked before and everyone knew him. He was brought there day after day to beg at the temple and every day people would give him some money and that was his life he sat there and he begged for money but this day peter and john now vessels of god and now men created by god full of his power and his presence come <clears throat> and they look at this man and peter says to him hey look at us and the guy looks up expecting to receive money from peter and john but peter and john just say to him they say to this man Silver and gold we do not have, but what we do have, we give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Peter reaches out his hand, grabs the man by the hand and picks him up. This man who has never walked before now stands to his feet, completely healed. He's so overwhelmed, he starts jumping and praising God and the crowds go crazy. What is happening? And they they gather and again, Peter preaches boldly and tells people about Jesus but now the religious leaders of this temple they they they're like what is happening so they go there they see Peter and John preaching and they're concerned about what's happening so 
they, they, they pull Peter and John out and they bring them in for questioning. And I want to read from Acts chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. They made Peter and John stand in front of the council as they questioned them, saying, Tell us, by what power and authority have you done these things? Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, answered them, Respected elders and leaders of the people, listen. Are we being put on trial today for doing an act of kindness by healing a frail, crippled man? Well then, you and everyone in Israel should know that it is by the power of the name of Jesus that this crippled man stands here today completely healed. You crucified Jesus of Nazareth, but God raised him from the dead. And Peter goes on to just talk about Jesus. And it says that these religious leaders were amazed at the boldness and the confidence of Peter and John, and they recognized that these were uneducated men. These are men that had not done religious studies, but yet they spoke with such eloquence and, and with clarity about the Word of God, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But what I want to pick up on is, we see that it says, Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is important. This word filled is a verb. It's not an adjective. It's not describing Peter, who was Peter, who himself was already full of the Holy Spirit. This is a verb saying Peter in that moment was filled afresh. So as Peter starts speaking, the Holy Spirit fills him again. As Peter faces a new challenge, he's never had to, he's watched Jesus speak to these religious leaders before. But Peter himself had never had to do this before. And now a new challenge is in front of him and he gets filled with the Holy Spirit and he speaks with such clarity and boldness. He is empowered by the Holy Spirit to bear witness about Jesus in this moment. It is an amazing time. And so the religious leaders have a meeting and they basically come back to Peter and John. They're like, hey, you guys can go free, but you are not allowed to ever speak about this Jesus again. And Peter and John look at them and say, hey guys, we cannot stop talking about Jesus. Verse 23, as soon as they were released from custody, Peter and John went to the other believers and explained all that had happened with the high priests and the elders. And so now Peter and John are on fire, man. They're so excited. They're like, you, can't, you guys, you should have seen what happened. We prayed for this guy and he got healed and we preached to all these people. And the religious leaders came in and they told us to stop talking about Jesus, but we can't stop. And so they were like, we know what Jesus has told us to do. We can't stop here. We have a new challenge. So we, we need more. We need more power. We need a God to fill us up. And then the church prays. Let's read in verse 29 what they pray. So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. As they prayed, the earth shook beneath them, causing the building where they were to tremble. Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit and they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. <laughs> I just love the story. Isn't this amazing? Isn't this so encouraging that as this early church, these amazing believers full of the Holy Spirit, they faced new challenges and yet they cried out to God, God, we need more. Fill us afresh. And God fills them again. It says filled with the Holy Spirit. That word is a verb. 
it was in that moment that every single one of them was filled again with the Holy Spirit. And this word filled means filled to full capacity, full to the maximum. So they were full with, they, they had as much of the Holy Spirit as they could handle. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happened was they, they were able to proclaim the word of God with boldness. And so this is only two accounts. We need to remember that in the book of Acts, not every story was recorded. Only a few stories were recorded. So in amongst the church, there were many individuals that were continuously being filled. There's communities that were continuously being filled and empowered to do what God had called them to do. And this for me is exciting, friends. Right now, you and I are facing new challenges. There are new challenges in the world. Every day we're facing new challenges. There's new obstacles, but they, these obstacles become opportunities when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And we can, like these disciples, just pray a simple prayer, God, fill us up. And that's, I want to finish with a little bit of my story again and uh, one more final teaching from Jesus. And so at the age of 19, I mentioned that I, I got full of the Holy Spirit. And that, that stirred a, a real hunger in me as I started reading stories like we read today and saying, God, I, I want to live this life. I want to live this, this Christian life of, of, of being full of the Holy Spirit, of seeing lives changed and healed and transformed and cities changed. I was like, God, I, I want to be a part of this. And Church, we are a part of this. Right now, this is happening. Right now, people are getting saved right across Lifehouse. Right now, churches are being planted. Right now, lives are being changed. Right now, people are being saved. We are living in these days, church. We are living in this incredible blessing. But there's more. And that's what started stirring my heart, saying, God, I want more. I want more of your presence, more of your power in my life, God. I, I want more. And that, that stirred a hunger in me to start reading more of the Bible. I remember, I just couldn't stop reading the Bible. I, I just wanted to spend time in God's presence and praying. But the problem was my confidence started becoming in me. My confidence to receive more was in what I was doing. I felt as this passionate, intense, new young believer that uh, God, God's going to give me more because I'm praying more. God's going to give me more because I'm reading my Bible more. And even though these are so good and I love, I love seeing new believers that are just so hungry. They just they can't put the Bible down, like getting messages from people that are saying, I just can't put the Bible down and God is speaking to me. And that's amazing. And I love that. I'm inspired by that. And those are good seeds that are going into your life, but, our, but it's not your confidence. It's not my confidence. And I've had to learn that receiving more from God is not based on my performance. Receiving more from God is not based on how good I am. It's not based on how much I read my Bible. It's not based on how hard I pray. It's not based on how much I fast. It's based on the goodness and the generosity of God. And Jesus teaches us this in Luke chapter 11 verse 9 to 13 so I tell you continue to ask and God will give to you continue to search and you will find continue to knock and the door will be opened for you yes whoever continues to ask will receive whoever continues to look will find whoever continues to knock will have the door opened for them do any of you have a son would 
what would you do if your son asked you for a fish? Would you, any father, give your son a snake? Or if he asked for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? Of course not. Even though you are bad, you know how to give good things to your children. So surely your heavenly father knows how to give the Holy Spirit to the people who ask him. And this is an incredible teaching, so important for us in this journey because you and I, as followers of Jesus, as vessels, we want to be continuously filled. We need to be continuously filled as God leads us into, into, into greater things, as God is doing a new thing right now. God is doing a new thing and there's going to be new challenges for us, new obstacles, and we need more of God's presence, but we are going to receive more by grace. We're going to receive more by faith, faith in the goodness of our God, faith in the, in the generosity of our incredible Father. It is not about, oh, I need more, God. And as a young believer, I was, I was intense. I was like, God, I need more. And I've had to learn that it's just, Father, I need more. Pour out your spirit. I've, I'm, I'm learning. I'm still trying to learn to receive by grace. And that's what Jesus is teaching us here. It's it's our confidence is in the generosity of a good father. He does encourage persistence. So what Jesus does encourage is keep on asking. Those who keep asking will receive. So he does encourage persistence. So I want to encourage us. Um, right now, we're going to ask God. We, we're going to ask God for a fresh outpouring of His Spirit upon us. Wherever you may be, in your, at home or in the train or on a bus or wherever you may be, you, we are going to ask God right now for a fresh outpouring of His Spirit. And our confidence today is not in how good we have been this week, not in how much we've prayed. Our confidence is in a God that is generous, a Father that gives good gifts, the Father that loves to give the Holy Spirit to us. And so church, this is something we're going to do right now, but this is something that you can do every day. You can pray this simple prayer every day, multiple times in a day. God, fill me up. God, fill me afresh. God, pour out your spirit upon me. This is a simple prayer that we can all pray at any time. So let's pray right now for a fresh, fresh touch from the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that you are alive. You are alive and you're moving in the earth. You are bringing life. You're bringing healing. When God is a church, we see that there, is, there are new opportunities. There, is, there are new challenges ahead of us. And so together we ask you, say, Father, would you pour out your spirit? Would you fill us afresh? Pour out your spirit on us, God, for every single person watching. Pour out your spirit, Lord, right now. Fill them up again, God. Fill them up again, Father. Pour out your spirit on us as your people. Fill us with your presence and your power right now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's just praise God. Isn't he amazing? There's one more group of people I want to pray for today. Maybe you uh, have never made a decision to follow Jesus. And for me, that was the best decision I ever made to follow Jesus. And I want to give you an opportunity to make that decision today. Or maybe you want to come back to God. Maybe you were following Jesus once, but you've drifted away. And I just want to say, come back. Come back to God today. And what you need to know is that God loves you. He loves you so much that He was willing to die for you. And He 
God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. And on the cross, Jesus took all of our failures, all of the punishment we deserved on the cross so that he could offer us abundant life and forgiveness. And today God is offering you abundant life. He's offering you forgiveness. And all you need to do is just right now make a decision in your heart. Say, I believe in Jesus and I want you to repeat these words after me. So if that is you right now, I want you to believe in your heart and I want you to pray this prayer with me. Let's go. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer, well done. And I want to, we want to celebrate with you as a church. Uh, God loves you and He has chosen you and He's going to fill you with new life. You are a new creation. God is doing new things in your life. And so thank you so much, everybody, for connecting with us today. I hope this message has encouraged you. And I want to encourage you. Why don't you, why don't you every day this week just pray this simple prayer, God, fill me up because we we created as vessels to be continuously filled with God's presence and His power. So have an awesome rest of your Sunday, and we'll catch you next week.